0: Hi everybody, Fight Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils Podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. So excited to have you here with us on our program Today, I'm the host of this podcast. You can follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Lockdown Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first watch and first listen each and every day. On today's show, what an honor we've got. We've got my good buddy Jason Jordan, the Director of College Basketball Recruiting and Senior Insider for Sports Illustrated back with us once again. And as he's with us each and every week, it's brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. As I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster, Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Jason, it's always great to see you. And it's funny, we joke each and every week that we talk, it feels like we're getting younger in terms of the recruits that we're evaluating for Duke men's basketball. Welcome back into the show today, man.
1: Oh, man, always happy to be here. We
0: love recruiting ahead of the game and looking at these guys, uh, the younger they are. And I do want to start with some 2024 news. Like we discussed last week, I asked you some of the top prospects to be on the lookout for if you were a Duke basketball fan uh, and got some news from Trenton Flowers over the week that uh, it seems like he is going to take a visit to Duke. You're always talking about tracking visits, so tell me a little bit about this.
1: Uh, man, that's big. That's really big. I like Trenton. Uh, I watched him a lot, uh, over during the high school season, uh, back actually when he was with Huntington Prep before he went to Sierra Canyon. Now he's at another school. Um, but just, I mean, six, he's probably closer to six, eight. He had a really strong summer. Um, just super versatile, um, three level scorer guy who uses his length, uh, and IQ very well. Right. So he knows angles. He knows how to get to the basket. He's gotten a lot more athletic, but he's knocking that shot down uh, pretty efficiently as well. And he can get downhill. Um, So a guy that you'll be able to uh, use interchangeably in a lot of different lineups. And he rebounds really well, too. So he has a really good feel for the game playmaker at six, eight. I mean, you know, I I see the attraction there for sure.
0: In your eyes, kind of remind us how Trenton Flowers compares to his peers, how big of a recruit. That's now going to take a visit to Duke.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he's a five star kid, right? So he's definitely on par with, um, like the top tier of the class, the top 15 level of the class, um, for sure. definitely by my estimation, um, just based off what he's done and, um, just the, the specifics of his game and what he's able to do on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And I like the fact that he can guard multiple positions. So, It's a huge visit. No, 100%. I mean, I think people get lost in the fact that he doesn't have an offer and um, Trenton's told, you know, no secret. He grew up a Duke fan, right? So sometimes people get lost in the, oh, he wants us to offer. So maybe he's not that good. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, that's not this. He, (laughs) Trenton's a bad man. Trenton's a bad man. He's going to be a big piece at whatever school he ends up at. So, um, I wouldn't be shocked if, um, you know, that that offer from Duke comes um, because he's a really good piece. And, you know, anytime the interest is reciprocated to that level, you know, you got to jump in.
0: Give us your basketball expertise then in this recruiting world, because you're right. He hasn't received his offer quite yet from Duke, but gets the chance to go on this visit. We would expect the offer to come at some point, because like you're saying, this is a five star of five stars. Uh, and Duke is his dream school. How does all of that come together? And I know there's probably not just one answer that works every single time. Everybody's got their own schedule. But in the grand scheme of things, to educate the viewer, how does the process of putting a college basketball visit together work? Is it typically led by the coach? Is it led by the player trying to get it on the calendar? How does that work?
1: Well, people would think that it's typically led by the staff. Um, that that's what the general consensus idea will be but that's not always true it's a lot of times they get wind of a, a interest this one was more public because of who the kid is right sure and um, you know and and the stature you know he's he's a, like you said he's a five-star kid but a lot of times it's just back channels hey you know he's interested in this and then it's like oh look okay. it's not like I went and saw this kid, it, it happens that way, but not as much as it happens the other way. So um, of course you go to peach jam, you know, EYBL, Adidas and all that stuff. And you're like, I gotta get that kid on campus. But, and that happens a lot, but just as much it happens where, um, you know, degrees of separation, they'll say, hey, let him know I'm down, I'm down, I wanna come. And, you know, and the coaching staff will be like, oh, he does? Yeah, get him on campus, a hundred percent. so I think that's probably, I mean, I know they watch Trenton a lot this summer, so it's not like they're, you know, he's like, hey, I'm really good. Did you know my name is Trenton? It's not that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I definitely think there's interest on both sides. Obviously, there's no interest on Trenton's side, and obviously there's interest on Duke's side because they're not just going to let him come. Um, I expect the interest to pick up even more um, after the visit, Um, and I think it's picking up. Now, I'm actually talking to him this week. We're doing a story on him for next week, so we definitely should talk again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think the interest is growing, uh, on both ends and, um, that's a good thing for you guys.
0: So when, when coaches are watching these players at these big events, like we're talking about, and again, just the whole process of scheduling a visit, I think is something that college basketball fans don't think often about because they just don't know the information and that sort of thing from the coach's perspective, how quickly do you want to pull out the card? Like, Hey, come on a visit. Let me show you these things. Versus keeping that in your back pocket and holding on to it for a little bit,
1: meaning the offer. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get that done. Right. Um, because Trenton's a guy who's a stock. I mean, he he's already got uh, amazing offers already. I mean, he's not like he's we're just finding out about Trenton Flowers now. You know, um, definitely when the Dukes of the world come in, other heavy hitters. Are, I mean, he's got Kentucky interest. He's got blue blood interest all across the board as he should because he's to the, he's that level of player um but if you have you know interest and i you know i i I know he's a grew up a duke but i don't want to speak for him like i know he that's a dream school and honest but i did a story a couple about a month ago about how dream offers don't always materialize so i'm not saying he he definitely didn't tell me that if duke offers it's over right i I don't want to put that out there but um i mean you know every little bit helps, you know, if you grew up rooting for K and the boys, I mean, you know, that ain't a bad thing. So um, yeah, coaches want to get that done quickly. Uh, and they want to, you know, it's like, a, are you ready? Cause if you're ready, we might throw you that off. If <laughs> you're ready to come on, you know, I think it, it could be a potential situation. I've seen that a lot. Where it's like, Hey, I'm really want to come. i really want to come. And if it's to his level and I've seen it with five stars, but the coach will be like, I give. I'll tell you a story. Um, Brandon Gardner told me he's at going to St. John's, and uh, he told me that, you know, back when he was blowing up, like sophomore year, maybe junior year, he got a call from Calipari. Um, headed into his junior year because it was June fifteenth. Got a call from John Calipari, and he was like, "Um, I'm a big fan, big Kentucky fan, coach. Man, wow, you're calling me, right?" And so he was like, uh, "Okay, yeah. Um, he was. Like, I'd love to, you know, love to come on a visit." And so, you know, I think he said, you know, grain of salt, he said that Cal wanted him to go ahead and commit. And then, you know, if I'll give you the offer if you're going to take it, that kind of thing. And that's not uncommon. Like coaches will do that to kind of, you know, let's, if you really want it, like don't play around. Like, if you, come on. If you want to come on, come on. We want you. Um, but we're not, you know, we don't want to get into a long, drawn out thing. If we have the upper hand, you know what you want to do. Just come on now, and so um, that happens more times than people think. Because I mean, as opposed, po- they, they want to close. Yeah.
0: As opposed to just collecting offers for the right. recruit, it's it's right. fun to be able to show off. Look, everybody has given me these scholarship yes. offers to play basketball, mm-hmm. and so as opposed to that, the coaches want to be very selective. And yes. I guess, like you're saying, push for that. Here's your offer. Now commit. Let's get this over with.
1: Yeah, and then two coaches don't like to lose, right? So they <laughs> that people gotta understand, and I mean they really don't like to lose. like. They'll be like, "Oh, you know, we weren't recruiting him." You do know that we weren't recruiting him, right? Like it's because it's it, it, it's like a branding thing for, uh, you know, especially blue blood. They're like, you know, I, we don't know. Are you serious, or you know, are we gonna play? Some people you got to just play the game with, and it is what it is, right? Um, but you know, sometimes it's like. You know, if you're going to – they want to close. They want to close as soon as possible um, and, you know, move on to the next kid.
0: It is so funny because it always feels like there are some coaches that after the fact, after a, a player commits elsewhere, the coach will take on the – I have no idea who this guy. Is. I've never talked to him before. But other times, there are other cases, and in the day and age in which the transfer portal is the way it is, mm-hmm. coaches – on scouting reports for opposition and that sort of thing are very public about the fact. Yeah, yeah we were very heavy in his recruiting process. Love, yeah. him, love his family because I guess you just never know what could change now.
1: Yeah, I can't tell you how many coaches have hit me like, "Hey, man, um, I saw in the story he had us listed um, that he committed to this school over." But we, you know, we had backed off him, and you know, I just want you know, you don't have to change it or anything, but we just wanted you to know. <laughs> that we you know it's a safe face thing and it's like okay dude that you know i know he was at a visit a month ago so stop you know um but yeah a lot of ego there yeah ego in the coaching coaching profession
0: that's our takeaway coaches are very competitive 100%. and then our other takeaway is that next week we've got a fun story coming out on trenton flowers and we're going to be sure to check it out uh, over at sports illustrated one quick timeout and we'll continue with my buddy jason jordan from Sports Illustrated here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. This is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource. For all your sports wagering information from live in game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, welcome back in into Lockdown Blue Devils here today. JJ Jackson, alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Let's turn the page, let's talk a little bit more about the class of 2025 and we talk mm-hmm. about players that duke could be their dream school there are two names uh that uh really piqued a lot of interest because they shared the same last name mm-hmm. as a former duke great a national champion at duke and carlos Boozer and jason mm-hmm. jordan we've gotten to the point that a 2001 ncaa champion now has his two sons at the high school age and being recruited
1: yeah it- it just means we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the funny thing is I remember I remember when uh, Booze uh, picked Duke that. Well, man, that's crazy. Um, so, what yeah, do you remember about that? You know, I just remember that class. That class was super special. I mean, J. Will, Dunleavy, um, Carlos Boozer. I remember the McDonald's All-American watching that on TV. And, um, they you know, they were going crazy about their class. And, obviously, they ended up winning a national title. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, um, that, that, wow. I can't that seemed, That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. To me. yeah.
0: And now he's twins that are being recruited. Taylor are the twins. Tell us a little bit about yeah. them.
1: Oh man. Superstars, man. I tell you, I, I peach jam. Um, every day I would talk with coaches and NBA guys and I'd be like, always, we would always be like, okay, who is the best player you've seen today. Right. And so, <laughs> It, one day it was Cooper flag one day it was uh uh the kid from uh, overtime I forget his name uh Trey Parker right you know and then then I saw I was like no definitely it's Cooper flag like definitely he's the best player I've seen I mean I don't think it's gonna change right and then I saw Cooper flag and Cameron Boozer play against each other and I said you know it's it's Cameron Boozer <laughs> yeah he's, he's different he's different right um so, you know, 6'10", and literally does everything. I mean, he handles the ball. He ignites the break. He's a super uh, super defensive presence, great footwork, great agility, super athletic, plays with a motor. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, he just tenacious and mean in a good way, um, very skilled, high IQ, um, just scores in a, a variety of different ways, and he just impacts the game. And, you know, that – that is all encompassing, right? So he gets deflections. He he steps over. He shows well on um, switches and things like that. There's little small things that I like um, to watch for that a lot of people don't look at. And then, you know, Caden just has a great IQ. He can play both guard spots. Um, six three, so he's got great size. Uh, gets downhill really well. Strong with the ball. Strong finisher. Um, yeah, they're dynamic, man. They're um they're legit. They're legit. Cameron, I would say, is the best player in that class. Um, based off what I saw, Cooper's a close second. Yeah. And um, you know, Caden's definitely up there too. So um he's a dynamic guard. And I think sometimes he gets overshadowed, but I look I see the special things that he does just from feel and pace and um his ability to score in bunches. So I really like both of them.
0: And I definitely want to touch on Cooper Flag here yeah, in just a moment, yeah. but but talking on the Boozer twins here, yeah. like you just said a moment ago, that's what's also a little bit surprising is that okay, these are twins, right. but Cameron Boozer is six foot ten, yeah. and Caden is only six three, only six yeah. three in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's a little different, right? Uh, and then not to mention their last name, there was a Duke tie already there when yeah. you're recruiting a legacy. What does that typically look like? And is this race over or is this open?
1: Well, I think it's open. I mean, they're so young, you know, they're gonna run the race. So, right. you know, um, and as they should, right? That you want to have the full experience. I mean, do they have an upper hand shore? I mean, you know, when you're coming in and you see and they're coming in for a visit or something, it's like uh, you know, it's it there's a familiarity. It's like a place ooh, they've been to
0: a million ah, times already. You know yeah.
1: what I'm like it's like Fam, what's up, fam? When you can say that, it's different. And it's like then he can show, oh, this is where I did this on campus this one time. And oh, I remember that. Yeah, he still works here. Oh my God. Yeah, come meet him. This is my son. You know, that's different. That's that's a different level. And um, you know, I mean, but they have two years. Duke's got a new coach, you know. I mean, they're all family, but um, I know Duke has great, a great relationship uh naturally with the boozer family. And, um, yeah, I would definitely say they have – they definitely have a leg up, but I do believe that they'll run the race. I think they'll run the race uh, just to, you know, go through the process and get the good feel for – get the feel as, for everything.
0: As they should, and there's no yeah, knocking sure. any of that. And, and again, Carlos Boozer is not this former player. I know that at times in sports and college athlete, athletics, you see players that have a strained relationship – with their school over the years, and Boozer is not the case whatsoever. He's been back to campus, and so Jason is probably wise for everyone to know that Cameron and Caden have likely already been to campus a number of times and have already had those moments with their dad where it's like, this is where I did that. This is what you were just running through and that sort of thing. But now that they can go back as the prize recruits, maybe that dynamic can be a little different for them Right. Although it is a place that they have got to have already been way so familiar with.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that familiarity is big. You know, there's no way to understate that, right? Like, you know, you want to be like, well, they're going to, you know, but, but, you know, coaches know they, they, they that's an uphill battle. So you kind of got to, you kind of got to feel that out. Uh, and, you know, everybody wants them. So, uh, you know, you have to feel that out. You have to gauge uh, how much, how much resources you're in, time and energy you're going to put into something like that. And so, um, I talked to Jackie Manuel, you guys as nemesis at a, <laughs> at North Carolina about that specific thing and how they approach <clears throat> a kid who's like either a dream offer or has strong ties to another school. And you know, he said it, it's just communication, like, and it's on the back end. And it's like, you know, you talk to them and their inner circle and their parents, and 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 you have to gauge, like, it's okay to, you know, you just be honest. You know, is is this worth Doing and 9.9 out of 10, they're going to say whether it's true or not because they want, at the end of the day, we have a different world in college basketball, and a lot of this stuff is about marketing. So, um, and I gave a marketing 101 thing at, at, on, my, on one of the last podcasts I did. And basically, uh, an uncommitted recruit is, is like the hottest ticket, right? So, you want to pull in fan bases, uh, all the fan bases to up your, your, um, your visibility, your marketing, your, um, your ability to now sell products. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm open to him. Yep. I'm open to them too. You sure? Yeah. 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 How many fans you guys got? Yeah. 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 I'm open to you guys. So whether it's true or not, it is what it is. And coaches know that. So, um, you know, and again, we're all learning now with the new uh, NIL stuff and, new now that marketing isn't taboo to talk about even among coaches and recruits you know uh we're all learning that now so i think it'll be interesting to see i do think like to your point as they should they're gonna go through the process and and enjoy it so um i think they've earned that
0: It's going to be interesting to see some of the other blue bloods involved in this, right, given there is such a strong tie to Duke through the family connections and that sort of thing, and the North Carolina angle as well. For a lot of people, myself included, it would be hard to process Carlos Boozer wanting his children to play well for North Carolina, right? You mentioned the 2001 class, and I think about Jay Williams and his days on college game day. For ESPN and ripping off the suit and wearing a North Carolina jersey ahead of the Duke UNC game to be able to say, "Look, I'm not biased. Like I'm, I'm okay putting this on and that sort of thing." Some guys you just can't see that, and I don't know that I could see that for
1: Carlos Boozer. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, 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 so uh, Quinn Cook has a similar story. That not that not that his dad went there, but I, you know, his his late father was a, I believe, a very very big Carolina fan. Um, All right. And so I think he, he had, Quinn has the same kind of story where he was going to, just like Jay, Jay was going to Carolina. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think Quinn wanted, dream school was Carolina. And, um, you know, so he said, you know, that he had to adjust to that. Um, I remember talking to him about that back in the day. And, um, yeah, it's just, it, it would be funny to see the Boozer twins, even on a Carolina visit. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Boozer there and the, watching the game with them. And, you know, they they tend to take the pictures in the Carolina outfits. That would be funny. Um, so that would be it. that would be a good I'm sure fans would use that if they ended up picking Duke or, you know, um, that would be funny. That would be that would definitely be some bulletin board material.
0: No kidding. And again, we're ahead of the game here. Twenty twenty five. They've got a lot of time left in school, uh, but it's yeah. always fun yeah. to talk about. Jason yeah. Jordan's here with us on this edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Let's talk about another top player in the class. We've mentioned his name a couple of times already, but Cooper Flagg. Tell us about him.
1: Oh, bad man. That's a bad <laughs> man there. I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> Cooper kid, he, you know, he draws a crowd and and he does not disappoint. You know, I go to a lot of times, I go to watch elite players play. And this happens a lot. Like, it's not like every now and then, when you go and you're like, okay, cool. Ooh, all right, you settle in in the bleachers and watch this kid that I, you know, that I've seen clips of and I have hear so much about, right? So I'm really excited. And then the first quarter is over and he hasn't scored. And it's like, yeah, okay um then halfway through the second quarter it's like he's being too cool to score is what i talk about you know he's just (laughs) so good i'm not gonna score yet and so it's like yeah i don't think you can score (laughs) i don't know that you can score i think he's d you up right now so (laughs) cooper is not that right he is a guy who's going to bring it to you from the opening tip he does not disappoint He's definitely worth the price of admission, and he's impacting the game on both ends of the floor. 6'10", 6'11", runs the floor, runs a point forward roll, you know, um, impacts the game on so many levels on the offensive end. They run the offense through him. He starts the offense. He can run the point. Um, he's an amazing passer. You know, he can knock shots down. He's He's so smart in how he uses his up and unders and how he finishes with different hands. And then on the de- – so he's he's literally super dominant on the offensive end. But then right. on the defensive end, I mean, do I – dare I say he may be even better. His anticipation wow. Wow. on block shots is amazing, amazing. Like he he does not go for shot fakes, and he knows when you're going to shoot it. And he jumps at the highest point. He waits till you're at your highest point. This is what I'm saying about anticipation and then he leaves his feet, and he does that most of the time. So that's why he blocks so many shots. Um, so I was, I was very impressed with him all summer, and he's been very consistent. I mean, he won the gold medal with USA. He was a, one of the youngest players on the team and one of the most intricate pieces. I talked to Sharman White, who was the head coach of that team, and he was like, Jay, that kid's different. That's the, he's like, that kid is different. And he's very hard on himself. Another thing about Cooper is he's super focused. Like he's not like a he's not like a guy who wants a bunch of media coverage. Like he he's too focused for that. You know, and it's not even a you know. Some people say that, and it's kind of like, yeah, okay, you're super focused. We get it. Um, that'll be your shtick. You're right. super focused. No, it's genuine. Like he's like, okay, you know, but I but I have to practice, so I, I can't do it at this time. <laughs> You know, I have workouts, so I I can't talk yeah. at this time. He's like that, so and I completely respect it. Um, and you know, he's a rock star. Like he, he He's his following is big. He has a um a big following and a lot of people. Um, and rightfully so. Like a lot of people flock to him, and you know, he did tell me. And, you know, I mean, we're on the Duke podcast, so we yeah. got to say this. He did say he was kind of like deer in headlights when his mom was like, Hey, John Shire's on the phone. You know, when he first got the offer and he was like, John Shire, you know, so he, (laughs) he definitely had, he definitely had the excitement for the Duke offer. Um, and he, you know, that was the one that he talked about and there were other offers, but he talked about that one. And Um, I was aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it can't hurt.
0: That cannot hurt. That's where I was heading next because we mentioned at the start with Trenton Flowers being such a big fan and, and and finally getting the chance to take that visit to Duke. Cooper Flagg got the offer from Duke, and now um, he's got the chance to to set up visits and that sort of thing yeah. and uh, hopefully one day put on that Duke uniform and team up with somebody like Cameron Boozer, a, a top player in the class, both of those guys being on the floor together at the same time. So uh, Cooper Flagg also from Maine. You don't see top players that I don't feel like From way up north like that too frequently, Um, and and so you were just impressed right away by what you saw.
1: I was man, I was so impressed. And this is no inside intel or anything like that. I was the conversation I had with NBA guys, mostly NBA guys, was like, dude, these kids are twenty twenty five. There's no way. There's (laughs) no way they're staying twenty twenty five. Like so, you know, this is just our conversation to the side. And I mean, it was a general consensus. It was like eight of us, and they were like. Yeah, this kid, man. There's, there's no way these kids—they're—they're they're playing against each other, right? Cooper didn't have a great game that game, but I mean, he had shown enough. Cam—it was Cameron Boozer's game, and he was show, showing out, right? And that was the conversation. Was like, are they really gonna not go to 2024? Are they not? Reclam- there's no way. They—they're too good, you know. They're too good. They got it, you know. It, it these days, it's about getting to the bag quicker. Like, so are you gonna wait 365 days? when you can just get to that bag a year quicker and reclass and then they're 2025. 20, so they, if they went to 2024, they wouldn't miss out on postseason all-star games, which kids are caring less and less about. We know most kids used to be, like, I want to be a McDonald's all American. Right. Want to be there. And that's changing. I'm not saying, uh, you know, a massive change, but that mindset is changing. You've seen it. Like kids are going on to, they're going to say, I mean, Jalen Duran did it. He was, you know, that kind of, you know, those kids don't care as much about that anymore because they're trying to get to, you know, the pro money and, you know, the pro the pro lane for sure. So I, I don't know. Like, I I mean, everybody's from what I the the intel I've gotten to the, say, yeah, they're staying 2025. But I'd be shocked if we're not talking this time next year and you're like, and the big news is that <laughs> yeah. 24 would be like. Yeah, I told you so. (laughs) Just remember, just remember, I'm just telling you, when you're that good and you have the stature and everything, a pro body, no way. That's just my opinion, no way. They're too good. They're too good.
0: It is kind of just wild to think about all of this. And, again, this is what you do. Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting, but we get so caught up in, hey, T.J. Power has Duke in his top five. Like we spent a lot of time talking about last week. And then two full years, we're already talking about Cooper Flagg and the Booster Twins. Like that, to to put it in that context, it's kind of strange to think about.
1: It is, man. It is. You know, that's why we love recruiting because there's so many speculative moves and, you know, looking so futuristic. And um, definitely a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun to do that.
0: Jason, tell me one more time about uh, Sports Illustrated and what all you guys have going on over there and where people can find your work.
1: Uh, Definitely a college basketball section of si.com. Jason Jordan, Lord, you'd think I would remember that. Jason Jordan, SI at Twitter, which you have there, and Jason C. Jordan, Instagram. This week, you know, uh, we're going to have a really good stuff. We'll have some commitment news, um, you know, so stay on the lookout for that. Uh, Big commit who you guys may or may not have been on at one point. Uh, we'll definitely be, he'll be making his commitment with us. And so we'll have a couple features coming out this week. Um, uh, one specifically uh, the kid Dink Pate um, blowing up in Texas, a 2024 kid. Um, so, uh, and how he patterns his game after Penny Hardaway. So that's one um, who could, maybe hey, maybe you guys will get on the radar there. You know, he's 2024. So, and he's really blowing up. He's five-star kid in that class. So a um, couple other features coming up. So, and then we'll have the Trenton flowers piece for next week. So. Definitely be on the lookout for that.
0: Jason, thanks so much for the time today. This was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you, always.
0: All right, that was my buddy Jason Jordan joining us on today's episode of Locked On Blue. Devils. always fun to chat with him. And again, I want to say thank you to LinkedIn Jobs for sponsoring that college basketball recruiting conversation with my good pal, Jason Jordan. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.